Hello, Scotty Reed here with a Black Talk Radio news commentary. Please continue to support independent black media. Make a donation today to the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project by going to blacktalkradionetwork.com. This commentary will focus on the Amber Geiger murder trial, which was taking place uh, this week in Dallas, Texas, that is. Amber Geiger, the former Dallas police officer who shot and killed Botham John, a young black man who was just living his life, uh, trying to enjoy a bowl of cereal in his apartment when Amber Geiger walks in and shoots him dead. So I don't know if you all have been following um, the trial. I've been watching bits and pieces of it. Just really was interested in the opening remarks and seeing how the defense was going to justify uh, her killing this man. Um, But also I wanted to take a look at certain testimony, especially from the killer, Amber Geiger herself. And one of the things before I get into some of the things that came out, in her testimony, I was um, noticing, I was watching a feed on YouTube from a local area, Dallas area um, newscast. And they had on, on different days, they had on different commentators. And, you know, I was watching today and none of the commentators and based off of what other people were posting on social media, it also appears that People who were watching on other networks were spotting things that, and were picking up things that these moderators, if you will, or commentators um, that were issuing comments in between the recesses or the period where they would mute everything, doing the sidebars, um, if you will. Um, And none of them were really picking up on the obvious lies that Amber Geiger was telling. And if they did pick them up, pick up on those lies they certainly did not mention it uh, during their telecast so I was taking notes um, and there was a lot of things that really stood out to me in terms of proving that this woman is not credible and that she's she's lying I mean it was clear to me that she was lying and obviously her defense did not prep her enough or she didn't practice on her own to tell these lies convincingly Now, one of the first things I noticed was that she was saying that she thought she was in her own apartment, in her own apartment, but one of the things that she said when she made the 911 call is they ask her where she's located and she doesn't give her address. Then we hear later, no, she has to walk outside to find out where she's at. Well, you should, if you really thought you were in your own impar- apartment when you made that call, you should have just gave your own address. Now, obviously, after she shot this dude, she probably did look around and realize, oh, my God, I'm not in my own apartment. Where am I? And, and what have you there. So, But there was, you know, she just didn't seem believable on that aspect of, of where she was all right now one of the things that also stood out to me was the defense especially in the open remarks um we're trying to say that amber geiger was no longer in this relationship 
with her partner, her her married cop talk, married cop partner talk about unprofessionalism and what have you. Here you have this woman um, who's screwing her partner, who happens to be married with children. So they tried to say that. You know, the prosecution was talking about the text messages, which we later found out they were sending each other prior to shooting her shooting and killing uh, Baltham John, was that there was no relationship. Well, we found out from the prosecution that the text messages were explicitly sexual in nature, even included a couple of naked photographs that both of them sent to each other. Now, the defense... Um, tried to get ahead of this by saying that she wasn't in a relationship with this man. And she even testified that she couldn't remember when she ended the relationship, but like it had ended um, for some time, like months, almost a year, if not more than a year. But then when the prosecutor under cross-examination asked her, well, why did you delete the text messages? And she then says, because I was ashamed I was in this relationship. But wait a minute, I thought you weren't in a relationship um, with this man. And from my understanding, if, if people are not sexually involved with each other, they don't send each other racy sex messages and text messages and, and naked photographs. But So apparently, you know, she was lying um, about that sexual relationship with this married man being over. And then another thing that was very troubling was the CPR. Um, she, and I thought the prosecution did a good job in, in pointing out her callousness and, and even though they weren't directly calling her a liar, but they were catching her in some lies. Um, but that was one of the things that stood out to me as I not only took CPR when I was in the military, but I, um, in a civilian job I had, which had nothing to do with the military or law enforcement or, or search and rescue or paramedics or anything, but I had a supervisor's position in a dye lab. And all the department um, or supervisors had to take CPR training. So I actually got certified. So I've had CPR training um, on more than one occasion. And the thing that stood out to me is how do you give a person chest compressions with one hand? You're, you're describing, you're on the telephone, and then you got one hand on the guy's chest, and you're doing compressions. Well. I'm not a doctor or, or even a paramedic or anything like that, but common sense should tell you that if you have shot someone in the chest, that you don't want to do compressions because you're going to make the person bleed out. Okay, that, that's my common sense um, view of doing chest compressions. What she should have did, which the prosecutor did point out, that she had a first aid kit, um, she had the the dressing, uh, combat dressing, uh, to plug up the wound and try to stop the bleeding. No, what you should have done was uh, take the pad, the combat dressing, place it over the wound, and then put pressure on it to try to stop the bleeding. And if possible, you know, even tie it around their chest or what have you. 
around their torso to hold the gauze in place. But she should have been trying to plug up them holes she put in this man until paramedics arrived, which she did not. As was stated several times, she was giving him one-handed CPR, which that's not even CPR. Um, giving him one-handed chest compressions and oh yeah, rubbed on his sternum a little bit. Like that's gonna really help him rubbing on the on the man's chest after you then shot him. But that she did not get his man continuous medical uh, treatment until the paramedics could arrive. Instead, she is is giving him chest compressions allegedly, and then walks out in the hallway. Um, starts one-handed chest compressions again, stops again, and is on the phone and texting and, and all this kind of stuff. And then the prosecutor did point, ask her, did you get any blood on you? Did you have any blood on your clothes? Any blood on your shoes? Uh, and again, if you shot the person in the chest, then you put your hand on your chest. You mean, tell me you didn't get any blood on your hands, which... We know she didn't have any blood on her hands or anywhere else because as they're bringing his body down, unless she done wiped her hands off or what what have you, um, she's on the phone texting again or perhaps deleting messages and, and trying to cover up the fact that you had this uh, cop she was in an affair with, married man. Perhaps actually trying to help her cover it up. I, you know, well, they didn't testify to that or the prosecution didn't state that, so I'm not going to speculate on there, but she was texting again or deleting texts, okay? So, you know, I don't believe that she ever tried to render aid to both of them, uh, Jean, because there was no blood on her, no evidence whatsoever that she attempted to get this man any kind of medical aid, any kind of treatment, you know? Um, didn't put a field dressing on his wound and, and try to stop the bleeding. She did nothing. And there will be some evidence of that. So she definitely was lying about that. And, you know, but again, the biggest thing stood out to me was she claimed she was no longer in a relationship with this married cop. But then, you know, you're sexting them and sending naked pictures and you stay. You deleted them because you were ashamed that you were quote unquote in a relationship with him. So some other things that stood out to me in addition to, although I don't believe she tried to give this man any kind of CPR whatsoever, but when they was asking her if she remembered, is that how you give proper CPR? Did you not have classes on it? And she was talking like, well, I didn't really remember, and at the time, we didn't practice on a real person. I had never done CPR on a real person. Well, when you take CPR training, you don't do it on a real person, okay? They have these dummies, okay? These dummies that you give chest compressions to, and then, um, you know, you breathe in their mouth, hold their nose, breathe in their mouth to, you know, get them some air if they've stopped breathing and, and what have you. And then, like, I saw somebody on social media point out, well, when you was doing uh, target practice and qualifying on your weapon, you weren't shooting at real human beings either at that point. So, but in addition to 
her obviously not paying attention to that training but again i don't believe she even tried to help the man but in addition to that she was asked about the de-escalation training and she took the ds and she admitted that she had the de-escalation training which is something that is being promoted by a lot of you know criminal justice or police reform advocates out there but she said she couldn't tell you nothing from that training she could tell you nothing whatsoever that she recalled in that de-escalation training that she took that taxpayers paid for her to take she deployed none of that de-escalation training she went straight for the lethal weapon and she also had a, a working taser on her that she could have used as opposed to pulling you know going straight for the gun she could have used the taser and what have you but she didn't try to de-escalate it um as they pointed out today in the trial she could have she should have retreated you know that was the training that they got was that she should have retreated called for backup waited for backup before trying to confront whoever it is that it, she believes is, is threatening her, okay? So, she didn't pay attention to the de-escalation training. She could recall nothing. I'm like, how, how did this woman stay on the force? I mean, do they not routinely uh, uh, test these people or qualify these people to make sure that they remember the training. I mean, that's how they do it in the military. You know, I spent six years in the military. Every year we had to requalify and, and, and do the training over and over till it becomes like muscle memory. Apparently that's not going on at, at the Dallas Police Department. Now, another question I had about training that she may or may not have received I did see that a few years ago, the Dallas police underwent implicit bias training. Now, implicit bias is for those people who have prejudices or bigotry and, and racism, and they may not be aware of it, although I, I don't buy into that. I, I, people are well aware of their biases. I'm well aware of the biases that I have, and, and I don't necessarily buy into this implicit bias training to teach people not to be bigots or not to be racist cause it's you know you're subconsciously doing these things no 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 i'm not buying into that but i'm wondering if, if she got any of this implicit bias training and the reason i ask that is let's just let's just ask the question if Botham john was white would she have reacted in the same way? Would she have shot him on the spot or would she have followed her training and backed out and called for backup? Would she have tried to engage in de-escalating the situation? And then let's say she ends up shooting the person. Would she have in fact given this person proper CPR and tried to save their life? You know, maybe she didn't want to put her lips on that black man. I, I I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But I do have a question as to this implicit bias training, which I think is a crock. And this is proof that it's a crock. That a lot of these people, they get this training that's costing us money and then they don't take it serious. They don't take it serious whatsoever. All right. 
and then let me see the last thing that i want to address um was the well that's pretty much it that's pretty much it um but the woman was telling so many lies she is not credible whatsoever and, and to me they could have ended the trial right then and there where the prosecution already rested its case but it does um it is allowed to cross-examine any of the witnesses that the defense uh calls i think they did a good job today and um you know showing amber geiger to not be concerned about this man she just shot and more concerned about her losing her job and losing her life and not being able to hook up with her married boyfriend anymore for for you know sexual liaisons and, and what have you so i tell you uh i don't see how the jury can come back with anything other than a guilty verdict now you know people have talked about murdered you know is the murder charge appropriate well oftentimes you know prosecutors will charge people although it was the grand jury who upped it to a murder charge but often prosecutors will charge you with something to try to force you into a plea they'll char stack charges on you and give you the most serious charges to force you into a plea but she never planned to plead plead out she she she's going to rely on a jury setting her free because why not we we seen so many of them do it before although there's been some convictions but We've seen plenty of them do it. Now, the last thing I'm going to comment on is proxy racism. And, and I had just did a podcast the other day about black cops and why black cops are not a solution to police brutality because black cops often are more likely than white cops to shoot non-white people. Non-white cops are more likely to shoot non-white people. That's what a study has shown in is is due to proximity um the majority of non-white officers are deployed in non-white communities so um of course there's going to be that's who's having the most contact with the non-white community so it's going to lead um to more of them shooting more of us okay but the texas ranger got up there um talking about what was going through her mind. We didn't need to hear from him because she told us what was going through her mind. She was concerned about losing her job and what have you. Uh, um, and then, you know, for him to say that Mr. Botham James John was a threat. Well, what, what did he base that on? What did he base that on? His gender? His skin color? What? So, yeah, proxy racism is real. Uh, hiring more black cops, or as I call them, slave catchers, is not a solution to the problem of police brutality or, or modern-day slavery and these slave catchers and, and dealing with them. Um, what we do need, what I feel like we need, they have developed tests to where they can tell if you have biases and by the way you answer these tests. What we need is to screen these people out and they shouldn't be hired at all. And yes, you can be black and hold bias against black people or other non-white white people. And um, so we'll see, we'll see where this goes. Oh, there was one last thing uh, about her testimony that seemed odd to me. And this would be my last point. 
really seemed odd to me that you have all this heavy equipment, these bags and what have you, and you never dropped the bags and you claim that you shot Mr. Baltimore Jane, John, with one hand. Now, who's trained to shoot with one hand? And you can easily just drop the bag and go into your two hand shooting stance. She asked like all oh, of this happened so fast. Yeah, she had time to drop the back the thing, pull her weapon, and go into her shoot shooting stance. Okay? And so I'm not uh it's just so many discrepancies, so many oddities in her testimony, but she definitely was lying. And I hope the jurors was taking note of the many contradictions and lies that she was telling that just didn't match up with the evidence. It just simply did not match up. So those are my observations on uh, deconstructing the lies of one Amber Geiger. The only training she seemed to recall was how to kill a person by shooting them center mass. All right, this has been Scotty Reed with the Black Talk Radio News Commentary. Again, please continue to support our nonprofit. You know, we although the donations are tax deductible, um, we have people like 30,000, 40,000 a month downloading all these podcasts that we distribute from our platform and, and other platforms like TuneIn and Blog Talk Radio. Um, we just simply don't have the donations coming in like we should. And um, we're struggling to stay online as an independent platform. So you can support the production of independent black media by making a donation to the Black Talk Media Project. You can go to blacktalkradionetwork.com and get more information or to make your donations. And you can also join our so our private social media community. It's very similar um, to Twitter. It's like a cross between Twitter and Facebook. Um, but you can join that, get a subscription, just $24 a year. And um, we'll definitely add you to our to the btrcommunity.com uh, social a private social media platform that's ad free and data mining free. All right, with that said, peace and blessings to all. Be safe out there.